You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Tim Smith. We're broadcasting from Holy Cross Catholic Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota, heart of the Real Presence Radio Listening Network, and a great uh, greetings this morning to all our listeners to Catholic Radio, particularly in our Real Presence Radio listening area. And a reminder, you can always tune in online at realpresenceradio.org or .com. You can also download the Real Presence Radio listening app. So wherever you may be, as long as you have a cell phone connection or a smartphone or a device, you can listen to Real Presence Radio right there in your home or whether you're on the go or whether you're traveling away from the Real Presence Radio listening area, you want to find out what's happening in your local church, you can always stay tuned and connected right here at Real Presence Radio. And also check out our webpage, realpresenceradio.com. There you can also see all the happenings in the Real Presence Radio, as well as some of our uh, benefits and, and functions, as well as the guest speakers that we bring in from around the United States. So grateful this morning to be joined by one of the bishops from the region, Bishop Donald DeGroote of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Bishop DeGroote, thanks for being on with us this morning on Real Presence Live. You're welcome. You might want to wait till the end to see if you're actually going to be grateful for what I have to say, though. Well, you know, that's the thing about gratitude. Uh, sometimes you could be grateful for the opportunity, uh, even if it didn't work out. That's one thing I've learned about the, about the priesthood, Bishop, is that even when things don't go the way I hoped for or expected them to, if I end the day with gratitude to say, well, I learned something new about that experience or about myself, uh, then I, there is something to be grateful for. And, of course, we've always heard that expression, you know, there's always something to be grateful for. So, Bishop, you know, how are you doing? How, what are you grateful for today? Well, praise the Lord. You know, it's fascinating because the last several days, uh, there's just been a lot of strings in prayer just around gratitude. Hmm. Gratitude for uh, the clergy and the various things they do, the good people of God, the religious that make sacrifices. Uh, so I would say a lot of my gratitude has just been about the witness that I see in other people of their sharing their uh, sacrifices, if you will, their gifts. So whether it's uh, those that are in contemplative orders, uh, religious or active orders, whether it's the laity out there living their vocations uh, in whatever way, and as well our, our clergy, and especially when I hear, you know, people might write a little note that, oh, you know, the priest did this, that, or the other thing, or I hear good news about a layperson doing something, or religious. Uh, it's just so deeply endearing, and so that's what builds gratitude in my heart, is when it's expressed, people are, are laying down their lives in love. They're sharing what's been given to them. Well, that's a, a beautiful, you know, encouragement, but also an acknowledgement of the life of grace and, and the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the Church. And whenever you can hear a bishop in the Church acknowledge and, and point that out, that's, that's a sign that, you know, God's work is alive, and, and it's certainly uh, shining through in all of us as we continue to seek to follow Jesus. And so God has given all of us as members of his church unique gifts. Of course, there are natural aptitudes, but God is a bestower upon his members with real gifts that empower them to live and serve others in Christ. And so as Advent season approaches, how can we show our appreciation to God 
for the gifts that he has given us. And so very soon we're going to get the Advent wreaths ready for blessing this weekend and, and get those things ready. It's also an opportunity for us to, you know, wait and, and really do some recollection. How can we give God appreciation for the gifts that he's bestowed upon us, Bishop? Oh, beautiful. So I think uh, one very practical thing is to pause, take time to reflect, and invite the Lord into that time of reflection on the blessings that we have received. So the gifts that we have, both our natural gifts, and if there's a manifestation of supernatural gifts or charisms. So first of all, it's the taking the time to step back in a prayerful disposition, call to mind and heart, let the Lord stir within our heart whatever He might want to, like I shared uh, from my own experience, what the Lord's been doing in my heart of just gratitude for the people and the way they live their faith. So first of all, it's taking the time, letting that stirring happen, happening, and then it's good, if, if one chooses to, to jot it down, because that can be a place for us to go back to prayer and remember. So I'd say that is step one. Step two can be then to how am I, in light of these gifts that I've received, how might I express gratitude, right? So this could be very, very practical. Mm. Let's say it's a person that did something nice for us. I'm going to send them a little text, make a call, write a little note to them. Um, I want to take time in prayer to express gratitude to God. And I'm going to go to church on Thanksgiving Day. Mm. Maybe it's a custom, maybe it's not a custom I've had in the past. I want to do some extra prayers on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's a busy time, we've got a lot of people coming, but to spiritually express gratitude to God and others uh, is a very beautiful way. So it's identifying in prayer and then expressing those to God and others. Well, that's a, that's a big part about it. It's, it's that we talk about a lot in our own formation and our parishes. We just recently did that he, this year at Holy Cross, and I know uh, talking to faith formators and other parishes as well, those dynamics of prayer, acknowledging, you know, thoughts, feelings, and desires, what is God doing? But the huge leap for us is actually relating those to God and really, okay, taking that time to acknowledge, but then really expressing to the Lord our gratitude and thanksgiving uh, for the gifts that he gives us. And so what is gratitude, Bishop? Why is it important for us to live this uh, spirit of gratitude as a Christian virtue? Yeah, so I think if we first uh, take it from the vantage point of uh, gratitude is really an expression or a realization and an acknowledgement that everything I have is a gift that's given to me. Hmm. So as an example, I didn't create myself. I didn't create my own natural gifts. I can't create supernatural gifts. But everything's given to me. You know, my, our, our parents raised us, and so they provided for me when I was a little kid, right? And all the people that helped us through life, our teachers, our mentors, our uh, pastors, our, you know, maybe it was religious sisters that taught us, whatever it might be. So when we really stop to reflect on how much we've received that's been given to us by gift from God and others, then what begins to happen is there's a certain awareness that everything I have is a gift. Mm. And then I reflect upon the blessings that have come from that gift, how I've grown, matured, both humanly and spiritually, and then, in the Lord, how I can flourish. So gratitude is that acknowledgement of the reality that everything I have 
is itself a gift first given to us by God and by others. That's a great uh, reminder for us, particularly in our own time, Bishop. There's a tendency for people to attribute to themselves certain aptitudes or strengths. I think that's always been a problem for humanity. We see it reflected in the Old Testament as well as in the New. But in our own time, too, particularly in the age of social media, uh, where there's a focus on oneself, to really redirect that attention and that real fact that these are gratuitous gifts from God. God freely bestows upon these things, and just the acknowledgement that they originate in Him and come from Him through us is a, a major change, you know, really a, a, a total uh, flipping the table, so to speak, on how we can really uh, acknowledge God's presence and His working in the world, because it really raises that awareness of why living that way is essential to the heart of the Christian experience. And so, Bishop, how is gratitude something that you try to exemplify in your own pastoral practice, your own life as a, a bishop of the church? You know, why is that important for us to live with gratitude? Yeah, it's important because it's actually, um, it's the truth. Hmm. Right? So I love St. Thomas's description of the truth as the conformity of the mind to reality. So when I realize that everything I have, both my natural, supernatural gifts, and all the ways that others have fostered the goodness of my life, and God has, has blessed me with these various gifts, when I live out of that place, then I realize that it's not like these are things that I've done or created. We are given natural and supernatural gifts, and so what the Lord desires is for us to be able to share that with others. Mm. We express that love back to God, that gratitude back to God. We express to others. We help others in our journey of life, just like moms and dads help the next generation, their, their children, or those that they mentor, or teachers. We share, if you will, what's been given to us, just like others have done for us, but God continues to do so it's living out of that place of realizing that we are on this journey of great love of God. And the essence of the of the nature of God's love, charity, is to seek the good of the other. God created us in love. Jesus laid down his life in love. And the Holy Spirit animates us in love so that we receive it deeply, and then we just allow it to flow through us to others. And when that happens, it's gratitude. So we don't see that we own these things, but rather we're stewards of the gifts that God has given us. Mm. That's a, it's a beautiful reminder of this. Uh, there is a certain sense, if we don't live in gratitude, uh, there's, there's, a, there's a result from that, you know, selfishness, self-centeredness. Um, and so it, it's not only for our own uh, well-being to stay free from those shortcomings that come from not living gratitude, but also living in gratitude, it, it promotes our, our own flourishing, our own well-being, our own choosing and living the good and, and seeing the good in every part of our human existence. And so really, it, it really is that deep interior awareness of having that grateful heart that brings about that transformation. Well, you know, Bishop, this is great stuff to meditate on for prayer as we begin our preparations for Thanksgiving. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back with Bishop Donald DeGrood 
right here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Timothy Smith, and this morning I'm joined by Bishop Donald DeGroote of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and we're speaking about hearts filled with gratitude of having that interior disposition to be grateful for the things that God has bestowed upon us, gifts of his grace, whether they be physical uh, attributes or or physical uh, manifestations of God's love to us, things that we have been given in this life, or even spiritual gifts, and and, and even the grace of, of the gratuitous gift of be one of his chosen ones and to be a member of his church. And so, Bishop DeGroote, we've been talking about this Catholic understanding of gratitude and as a virtue lived out in our own spiritual lives. What is the Catholic understanding of stewardship and how is stewardship connected to gratitude? Ah, great question. So as I, as I reflect on that and uh, kind of ponder even within my own heart as I think about, okay, how am I called to be a steward and what does that mean? I think if we go back to that whole sense we were talking about earlier, that when we realize that everything we have is itself a gift from God and others, so my natural gifts, 
supernatural gifts for any one of us. Those are gifts that are given to us. Then I realized that uh, part of being the Christian in a, as a Christian is our life is to be lived in the fullness of what our hearts are made for, and that's love. Mm. So as I was saying a little bit earlier, the nature of God's love is to seek the good of the other. It's charity. So it's the love of the Father and the Son and that pouring forth in the Holy Spirit, and then the Holy Spirit into us to animate us, to bring us life and love. So where our hearts are happy is when we live in that place of love, of sharing what's been given to us. So rather than taking the sense of, like, I am the owner of these gifts, if we think of it as God is the owner of all things, right? And it's in that that I then get to be a steward. So then the real question when we think about, okay, what does God want me to do with my gifts? It's not just about what do I humanly think I should do with my gifts? What do I want to do with my gifts or my will? But it's rather, hey, I'm a steward of everything that God has given me. My natural gifts, supernatural gifts. Now, how does he want those things used? Mm. For his glory, to help people on the way to heaven? And here's what we discover. When we live as stewards, meaning that, again, I'm not like, owning these, I'm possessing these. Because an owner, owner, when we think of an owner, we think, well, there's, there's a certain possession they have. Hmm. That's often one of the obstacles and challenges we find as human beings, is we, we can be possessive of what we have, our time, our talent, our treasures, whatever it might be. So if it's more of a disposition of, no, I'm actually a steward. Hmm. So now I get to turn to God and discern with God how He wants my gifts used, whether it's time, talent, treasure, whatever else it might be. And it's, we, we discover that living in that place as a steward, we then realize everything I have is a gift from God. Now, how is God inviting me to share that with others? And that's what's fulfilling in the heart. Because when we take a sense of possessiveness, then it's like a hunkering down. This is what I want. I'm going to keep it for myself. I don't want to be generous with my time, my talent, my treasure. That's the nature of an unhealthy uh, possessiveness where God's is really about, no, I want to share the goodness of the love of the Father, the Son, poured forth in the Holy Spirit, and then, of course, the Holy Spirit animating us in our lives. So when we live out of that mindset, it's like, oh, I don't have to then, like, control, right? I get to listen to God. How is He inviting me to share what's been given to me? Then I get to experience the great joy of generosity, charity, because I'm seeking the good of the other. And it's a beautiful experience, because then it's not about... I find when I focus on myself, what do I want? This didn't happen. That didn't happen. I wish I had this. I find I lose interior peace. I'm grasping for something, rather than, what has God given me? What's He blessed me with? It's the good things or even the trials of life. And how can I just see that that's all part of God's beautiful plan, for me to live as a steward of the, of the mysteries, the gifts that God has given to me, to be shared for His glory and the good of others. It's when I get the focus off myself that I am most happy. Well, that's a beautiful uh, testimony. And, and in the scriptures, recently we had in the lectionary in the Gospel of Luke, the parable of Jesus of the uh, dishonest steward. And at the end, he has this change of heart, this metanoia experience, and he goes to the people who are the tenants, and he says, uh, you have a note for 50, write one for 25. It's different numbers in the gospel, but, you know, and then at the end, Jesus talks about, the, you know, the children of this age. So oftentimes people 
listening will say, well, why, why would he be commended? He was dishonest. That was, you know, fraudulent, you know, by his, by his master that on his return. But really the thing about it is he had this change of heart. He was, a, a, as you mentioned, Bishop, those attributes of being a poor steward and how really bad that is. Um, but when you can undergo this conversion, I mean, that's really what it's all about in the Christian life is being changed. And so uh, many of our, of our of members of the church, in my pastoral experience, uh, they have talked about a time when they said, I used to not even attend church regularly. I, my participation in church activities was minimal at best. I just did the bare minimum. Even my, my, my support of the church financially and my giving was uh, just a couple times a year, or, or if any. And then they had this profound experience, a conversion experience in their life. Uh, metanoia, and now they're one of the biggest givers of their time, their talent, their treasure, and, and participation in the life of the church. And Bishop, I'm confident you've seen that in your own ministry experience as well, that that's what happens. People have the experience of grace of God, and then they want to give it back. So, you know, why are we called to give back when we acknowledge these gifts that we've received? Why is there that, that shift to here we are to now give in return what has been so freely given to us. Yeah, it really goes back to that beautiful understanding that we are stewards of the gifts that God has given us. And you are so right, you know, when you mentioned about examples, I think of one example, when I was a pastor of a parish, and uh, a gentleman came to me and he said, you know, my wife and I, we'd really like to help the youth. And he was like a senior citizen age. Hmm. And uh, and I said why? And they they wanted to promote a program, and it would be you know would require finances. And he said we're we're willing to commit to this over three years. And what do you think of this? And I'm like wow, I'm really inspired by this, right? And I asked the question, why would you want to do this? Mm-hmm. He said we have discerned in our lives that we want to die poorly, and they were very successful kind of professionals in their lives. So I suspect they had good resources. Uh, but they wanted to be able to help others, and they wanted to be able to help the young people, and so they invested in them. Hmm. They invested by sharing their blessings to help others, and that has left such a deep, deep impression in my heart, and it, and it inspired me to say, "Hey, how can I desire? How can I die poor by the worldly standards, but to be rich by letting God fill me up with the gift of giving?" and to be filled with gratitude and seeing myself and experiencing the gift of being a steward and not a, if you will, owner, meaning I want to keep it for myself. That's a, another testimony to our own call to be living sanctity in our own life. And so in this desire for us to see God, um, the saints are also great examples of tremendous stewardship. Um, I think last week we celebrated uh, St. Elizabeth of Hungary, and so a noble woman um, who had, you know, all in the entitlement through her title and her place and position in society had a lot of wealth and, and a lot of influence, and she surrendered all that to Christ and became a third order Franciscan and really died with only one garment, where in her time and day and age, a noble woman would have had, you know, entire closets of fine uh, clothing, and she died. She wanted to die having just one garment 
in which to be buried in, a simple, humble garment. And what a great testimony of that stewardship. And everything else was given in service to the poor and those in need, and including her wardrobe that she was uh, supposed to have during that time and day. So what a, what a challenge for us to live this simplicity and live it in the ministries of the life of the church. And as you mentioned, Bishop, it could be a parish initiative. If any of our members are hearing that example and they're inspired, reach out to your pastor and say, Father, we'd like to um, support something in the church. And if anything, start in prayer. Um, you know, really just pray with your pastor and say, well, let's see how the Lord may be calling you to support the church because the, he may be using you in a particular way. And so let's listen. Let's, let's approach the Lord with a humble and listening heart to see how, how he may be inspiring you to support the mission of the church. You know, Bishop, Thanksgiving is just a couple days away. Any final thoughts or reflections as we celebrate this national day of Thanksgiving? Yeah, you know, what's coming to my heart a lot of the beautiful words you offered was, you know, uh, where our heart is, where our treasure is, there's our heart, hmm. right? So what is it that we're really treasuring? Is it treasuring spiritual things and love of God, for example, and how we might live out of that beautiful place? So I think it's just an invitation to say, what are the treasures of our life, our time, our talent, treasure, whatever, whatever terms you want to use? Is that really the ultimate treasure? No, the ultimate treasure is to have God fully alive in me and being animated by the spiritual gifts He wants to give me every day, us, every day, and then to be a steward of everything that I have, both my natural and my supernatural talents. Just like you said, going to the Lord. Lord, how do you want them used today? So, just an encouragement for all of us, maybe in this Thanksgiving, as we prep for Thanksgiving, just an opportunity to say, hey, Lord, thank you for loving me enough by filling me with so many gifts. May you always be the treasure of my heart and help me to enter more deeply into what it means to be a steward of the gifts you've given me naturally and supernaturally. That'll be my prayer for all the listeners. And praise God, and and no better place to celebrate Thanksgiving than at the Holy Eucharist, which is a Greek word for Thanksgiving itself. And so give thanks to God um, for most especially the gift of the body and blood of Jesus. Uh, Bishop DeGroot, you can always uh, hear him uh, and encourage you to uh, tune in regularly uh, to the Diocese of Sioux Falls website, sfcatholic.org. There you can see the live stream from the Cathedral of St. Joseph and Bishop DeGroot and his pastoral team uh, every week providing uh, uh, audio and video of the celebration of the Catholic Mass with great reverence as well as homilies by yourself, Bishop DeGroote. Thank you for your ministry and your encouragement to gratitude. It's all a gift to be shared, good brother. Thanks. God bless you, Bishop Donald DeGroote. Um, coming up next, we're going to be joined by a director of religious education who, collaborating with others, is strengthened by God in the glory of the Christian life. That's all right here on Real Presence Live. Stay tuned. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 